Before we get to this week's episode, we've got a few things to take care of. First, we want to let you know that our audio course is finally out on Himalaya Learning. The Wildlife of Your Home pod course is a 10-episode series that will train you to become an indoor wildlife investigator, a rare kind of scientist. You'll learn about ecosystems by discovering the unknown creatures you wake up with every day. It's available right now on learning.himalaya.com tumble. If you enroll now, you'll get a free 14-day trial on the Himalaya Learning platform. And next, we got some new patrons to thank. Roland, Bridger, happy belated birthday on August 2nd, Bridger. Your dad loves you and loves all the adventures you go on. Isaac and Aurora Lang, Ian Skinner, Aaron, Holly, and Charlotte. And Charlotte, happy birthday on August 15th. Keep learning and asking questions. Your mommy loves you. And also Cleo Chan Testa. Keep learning and shining, and happy birthday on August 21st. There are also some more not-new patrons with birthdays coming up. Persephone Schmitter, happy birthday on August 14th. Leo Liked Gould, happy birthday on August 15th. Your parents love you and are so grateful for you. Catherine, happy birthday on August 16th. Emma Kay, happy birthday on August 21st. Mom and Dad are always so proud of you. Julian Butel, happy birthday on August 21st. Thanks to all of you and to everyone who supports Tumble on Patreon. If you'd like to get a shout-out like these people, or get a happy birthday wish from yours truly on our podcast, just go to patreon.com slash tumblepodcast and pledge at the $5 level or higher. Once again, that's patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. Howdy, partners. <laughs> really kicking up the Texas thing. Yes, because we are inviting all of our listeners to a party in Austin, Texas. On Saturday, September 17th from 10 a.m. till noon, we'll be celebrating our official Patreon campaign launch. Radio Coffee and Beer is one of our favorite places to hang out here in Austin, and we're so excited to meet you there. We'll have an insect exploration activity, perfect for kids of all ages, led by Dr. Joe Hansen, the host of It's Okay to Be Smart, the YouTube video series from PBS Digital. You might remember him from our The Night of the Decoy Spider episode. If you can't teleport to Austin for the party, and we understand because teleportation is really hard. It takes a lot of tacos. We'll be releasing the experiment so you can do it along with us in your own backyard and then send us your results. For more information about the event and our Patreon campaign, visit our website at tumblepodcast.com. And if you pledge $5 a month during the next weekend, you'll get to hear your name on our next show. Here are our new Tumble Patreon supporters, totally ahead of the game. Henry and Callum Harknett. Adeline and Alice Habgood. Adrian and Ivan Smith. Liam Holden and Kate Krause. Natalie and Ryan Ward. Desmond Carey. Will and Alex Broche. Thank you all so much and keep listening. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. This week, we're talking to a scientist who invented a battery that lasts forever. It will last forever and ever and ever. And ever. And ever. And ever. ever. Jinx, buy me a Coke. <laughs> okay, 
So we started thinking about how batteries work and how they sometimes don't work when we got a question from one of our listeners. Well, my name is Daniel Cunha. I'm 10 years old. I live in Brazil since I'm two. Well, my question is, why do batteries leak and why are some not rechargeable? They just don't want to put in the effort. It's just like, eh, I did that once. I don't need to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Well... It's important to say that there are lots of different types of batteries, and Daniel's talking about traditional batteries, like the pile of double A's I have in my hand. (laughs) Why do we keep these batteries? We're going to recycle them someday. Okay. (laughs) But so why do they leak, and why don't some of them recharge? So these batteries run on a chemical reaction, and under the right or wrong conditions, the chemicals can expand and break the battery's seal, causing a leak. And those batteries are probably dangerous to touch because the stuff that leaks out is like bad acid or, you know, certainly not the kind of chemicals that give you superpowers. So these batteries are just not meant to recharge. Once the chemical reaction finishes, it's done. Even with rechargeable batteries like the ones in your phone, they eventually get to the point where they just don't recharge anymore and then they're really expensive to replace. Exactly. So I thought Daniel and all of our listeners would be as excited as I was to hear how Mia Latai, a student at the University of California, Irvine, invented a battery that never dies. Never. How much longer would our batteries last if we were using one of yours? So my cell phone normally go about 2,000 cycles before it's die on me, right? And mine's about 200,000 cycles. That's like it could last forever, as far as we're concerned. Everything worked well and I can optimize everything, then yeah, it would last for a very, very long time. So wait, let me get this right. She made a battery that lasts 100 times longer than the average rechargeable battery? Yes. So if the average phone battery lasts two years, her battery would last far beyond our lifetimes. Whoa, so like my grandkids could still use my phone. Yeah, so here's what Daniel and his mom thought of that idea. I think that'd be super cool. I'd use it for my EV3. I would use it like 24 hours a day. What is an EV3? Tell us what's your EV3. A little robot. But if you were a scientist, how would you try to make one, create one? Well, I'd make one that could use solar energy and dark energy. Dark energy? Yeah. (laughs) So did Mia harness the mysterious power of dark energy to make this battery? Did she tap into astral dimensions? (laughs) (laughs) No, she steered clear of that. The battery she made is similar to the batteries we already have in our phones. It's a lithium-ion battery but she added a new material that gives it supercharged life. Never thought batteries could have more of a life than they already do. Like, they already go out with us everywhere. They already (laughs) go hiking. Sometimes they go swimming, but they usually don't like that. Most of us kind of assume that, oh, it's just how it is. Not a lot of us think of, like, oh, how to fix it. Mia is one of those rare people who wants to fix batteries. She told me she wanted to study them because she was frustrated that her phone was dying on her. I mean, I'm also frustrated when my phone dies, but it's just more fun to complain about it. 
Well, Mia happened to have the tools to do something about it because she was studying chemistry, and there's a lot of chemistry inside a battery that could use improving or optimizing. If you know the reason why it fell, and if you have better understanding, you can optimize it. So why do rechargeable batteries fail? Like, why can't they recharge forever and ever? That's a really good question. So just like a traditional battery, these lithium-ion batteries contain a chemical reaction between two electrodes. So a battery normally has two electrodes, which is the, the material that holds the charge called anode and cathode. So imagine the inside of a battery as a swimming pool. There are two poles in the middle of the pool, the anode with a negative charge and a cathode with a positive charge. And the water? That's called electrolyte. The electrolyte is a mix of chemicals that cover the electrodes and keep them from being exposed to the elements. Because the big problem is that the anode and cathode are made of really delicate material and that electrical charge or current wears them down. And what happens is if you pass the current through, these uh, material kind of flay off. So it's no longer on the cell. So over time, if you keep on using it, then you just keep on losing material. Oh, I get it. So the battery physically just can't hold the charge anymore. It's just broken. Yeah. So Mia wanted to make a better electrolyte, one that would protect the electrodes from getting worn down. And she ended up building a much better battery than she thought was ever possible. It was a very surprised outcome, I would say. Mia's idea is this. Replace the solution, electrolyte, or the liquid solution by something solid. In her lab, she invents a new chemical gel. The gel is the uh, electrolyte that I make to put on top of the device. So that's like replacing mouthwash with toothpaste. Basically, so she builds her new battery with her new gel. So how big is the battery? Like the size of a car? <laughs> no, it's really small. It fits between your thumb and your forefinger. So it's time to test it out. Mia puts the battery on a special charging device. Uh, basically, um, make sure that it's charged all the way up to 100%, then discharge them all the way down. So that would be like speeding your phone's battery way up and down and just up and down and up and down over and over again? It's over and over again, just exhausted. As it charges up and down and up and down over and over again, Mia realizes that the material inside the battery wasn't wearing down at all. It would start like at 10,000 and just keep going stable and I was like, wow, this is a lot better. So when it passed, it's 30,000 cycles as I was expected and it was still going well and I was like okay well I just have to sit and wait to see how long it's gonna actually start fading. So did it look like anything was happening? No nothing was happening but that was what was so exciting it just kept going. After like about 100 to 200 thousand cycles later it still didn't fade yet. Mia has never heard of a battery lasting anywhere near this long. I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Probably it's just like, you know, a one-hit wonder. I have to test like through, I don't know, like at least 
10 of these devices and I was like, okay, this is for sure gonna work. So did it ever die? No, and she still to this day has not found the breaking point. It took three months to test it out as long as she did. I just run out patient note, just wait for it to see when it's going to die. The record now is 200,000 and <laughs> I just kind of have to stay with that. So the battery outlasted even the scientists. You think it's thinking like, ha, beat ya. So how did you feel when you started seeing that like this battery was lasting so much longer than you expected it to last? Wow, why is it lasting for so long? <laughs> and right now, that's what I'm working on. I'm trying to understand uh, the mechanism behind it and try to see what does this gel electrolyte do that different from any other gel or solution that make it work so well. So even if you make a battery that works 100,000 times better, you still have the problem of understanding it. Yes, and Mia's hypothesis, or theory, was that her battery would fail over time, but it didn't fail. What happened is, sometimes the result didn't come out as expected as your hypothesis, and um, that's when you kind of have to go back to your hypothesis and like modify them with your new knowledge, and then you test it again. So I think that's just a... Scientific method. So I don't know. I mean, if I made something that turned out a lot better than I expected, I just wouldn't question it. I mean, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, but that's not how science works. Even when things do work, scientists want to know how and why they work. And the scientific method is like a guide to solving those questions. Exactly. It's pretty darn handy. Marshall, what would you power with a battery that lasts forever? Um, probably like a bug zapper, <laughs> super powered bug zapper. <laughs> There's something that could just like, like if a mosquito gets close to my skin, it just <laughs> so kind of like a bug force field. <laughs> okay, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> We want to know what you would power with a battery that lasts forever. Probably have slightly better ideas than a bug zapper. I don't know. That's a pretty good idea. You should just send it to us in an email at tumblepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, because we love your photos, your drawings, and stories from your wildest imaginations. Send them to us. Please. Please. So that's going to do it for us today. Thanks so much to Mia Latai, a PhD candidate in chemistry at the University of California, Irvine. And big thanks to Daniel and his mom for a great question. If you want to know everything there is to know about Tumble, check out our website, tumblepodcast.com. There you can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, and Patreon. And we now have a new contact form where you can upload your drawings, photographs, and audio recordings of your questions for us. Sarah Lentz is our associate producer. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I produce the show. And I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I make the music and the cheesy jokes. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more stories of science discovery.